WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at 6 o'clock as we give you our very first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour. It's time for questions at the impeachment trial. More in one minute. And all aboard a fully loaded Trump train, the rally, the trial, the peace plan. We'll talk about them all next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. A new phase in President Trump's impeachment trial begins this afternoon. After six days of listening to opening presentations from House managers and the president's legal team, senators will begin to play a larger role today, given up to 16 hours to ask questions of each side. Chief Justice John Roberts has advice for counsel answering those questions from his predecessor, Chief Justice William Rehnquist. Each question can be fully and fairly answered in five minutes or less, end quote. The transcript indicates that the statement was met with, quote, laughter, end quote. Republican and Democratic senators will alternate asking questions, each one written by the senators, but read by the Chief Justice. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Republicans don't yet have the votes to block witnesses in the impeachment trial, according to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. He told GOP senators in a closed-door meeting that several lawmakers have not committed to blocking witnesses, Democrats are hoping to call administration insiders who might have knowledge about efforts to pressure Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden and his son. However, I have late word that the Republicans have uh, a plan B and maybe a plan C on the witness issue. At 7 o'clock, we'll ask you, if you were a senator, what questions would you ask today? Coming up. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is taking credit for the employment rate in New Jersey. Trump spoke at the Wildwoods Convention Center yesterday, and among the many claims he made, he said that his administration, uh, under his administration, New Jersey families are achieving historic victories. I love New Jersey, and I'm thrilled to be back. More people are working today in the state of New Jersey than ever before. Earlier in the day at the White House, President Trump was joined by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in announcing a Middle East peace plan. Our plan is 80 pages and is the most detailed proposal ever put forward by far. The plan would give Israel sovereignty over much of the Jordan Valley and offer Palestinians economic rewards of $50 billion. Big day for the president. We'll cover it all here in a moment, Alan. A student at Seminole County High School in Sanford is facing charges of attempted murder and robbery with a firearm. Sanford police say 18-year-old Jaquilla Taylor set up a man who thought he was going on a date with a woman he met on the Plenty of Fish, the Plenty of Fish dating app. The man was instead shot and robbed. SpaceX will try again this morning to launch a Falcon 9 rocket carrying 60 Starlink Internet satellites from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. A five-minute launch window opens at 9.06 a.m. Monday's attempt was scrubbed because of upper-level winds. Your phone might blow up this morning with weather alerts for Florida's statewide tornado drill scheduled for 10 o'clock. 
It's just a test, but experts say you should know what to do at work, at school, or at home. The tornado drill is a great opportunity for people to really get some hands-on experience with that. Stephen Lerner with Seminole County Emergency Management says the tornado drill is part of Severe Weather Awareness Week here in Florida. Tomorrow is all about flooding and hurricanes, while Friday focuses on wildfires. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A man in court facing a marijuana charge sparks a joint in front of the judge. And you can watch the video online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Oh, so much to talk about, so little time. We better get right to it. Butt heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch. We're serving up red-hot talk topics, local, national, you name it. And we begin on the Trump train in just a moment. And uh, first, though, Alan is going to help somebody pay for their ticket, right? Yeah, we'd like to. We want to put a grand in your hand once again today with our texting contest. We're about to announce the very first keyword of the hour of the day. You text that keyword to 200-200, you could win $1,000. And watch for a call from area code 513 informing you that you have won. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we attempt to put a grand in your hand. It's 6.06 on Good Morning Orlando, and we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Headlines now, an update of this story out of Marion County. We brought you yesterday a disturbing statement may shed some light on why a boy in Ocala tried to kill his sister. The nine-year-old was in court yesterday for allegedly stabbing his five-year-old sister over the weekend in an apartment on Northeast 7th Street in Ocala. Investigators say the boy told them he had been thinking of killing his sister for a couple of days before the stabbing. Couldn't get the thought out of his head. The girl's in stable condition. The boy will undergo a psychiatric evaluation and face charges. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Trump train coming, it's coming round the bend, rolling over Democrats time and time again, and when they holler how they hate him, screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. Fully loaded Trump train, so all aboard for the big rally in Wildwood, New Jersey last night. In an arena that has a capacity of 7,000 people waited in the cold for two days to get in. Trump claimed 175,000 requests came in by email for tickets. People stayed outside who couldn't get in watching on screens bundled up in temperatures falling below 40 degrees. Here's Trump ripping into the Democrats who've been trying to take him down since before he even took office. The Congressional Democrats are obsessed 
with demented hoaxes, crazy witch hunts, and deranged partisan crusades. It's all they know how to do. Trying to overthrow the last election, and we will make sure that they face another crushing defeat in the next election. We are going to have a victory that's even greater than 2016. This November, we are going to win back the House. We are going to hold the Senate, and we are going to keep the White House. What an incredible crowd in deep blue liberal New Jersey. Boy, if that doesn't send a cold chill through the Democrat Party, I don't know what will. The rally in Wildwood, New Jersey, was held in Congressman Jeff Van Drew's district. Now, Van Drew's, the Democrat who recently converted to the Republican Party, Trump brought him up and Van Drew took it from there. How about having the president right here in South Jersey? What a great day! Now, I heard that the folks in this room can make more noise and more applause than anywhere in the world. So we're going to do one more time for this man right here. Boy, they raised the roof. Yaffe, all the Trump rallies are just completely uh, you know, on fire, fantastic energy. Maybe this more than any I have heard, and in the most unlikely of places. You know, you, you've talked about this before, but there's no other president who could pull something like that off. There's never been one. Yeah, that's what I mean. There there's won't never be been, one. Exactly. There certainly won't be it's one from the other him. side in 2020. Hey, while we're on the Trump train, impeachment yesterday, the, Republican, uh, the Republicans who are arguing for the president, his team of lawyers, wrap things up. Here is Jay Sekulow making the case against the impeachment conviction and removal of President Trump. You cannot impeach a president on an unsourced allegation, responding to an unpublished manuscript that maybe some reporters have an idea of maybe what it says. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what the evidence, if you want to call that evidence, I don't know what you'd call that. I'd call it inadmissible, but that's what it is. There is no violation of law. There's no violation of the Constitution. There is a disagreement on policy decisions. So the next president or the one after that, he or she would be held to that same standard? He was referencing early on in that sound cut, Jay Sekulow, forgive me on this, you know, the whole issue with John Bolton and what the New York Times is reporting, that Bolton is national security advisor uh, who parted company on bad terms with the president last year, um, said that, yeah, the president said to Ukraine, you know, unless you investigate the Bidens, uh, you're not getting the money. Well, ultimately, they got the money and the Bidens weren't investigated. But at any rate, moving on here, uh, yesterday, Trump's lead lawyer, Pat Cipollone, cued to a video of Senate Democrats during the 1999 impeachment trial of Bill Clinton. I can only imagine some of them were just shrinking down in their seats because they are singing a totally different tune, 1999, than they are today. Let's go back in time. We are permitting a constitutional, constitutional coup d'etat, which will haunt this body and our country forever. I warn my colleagues that you will reap the bitter harvest of the unfair partisan seeds you sowed today. My fear is that when a Republican wins the White House, Democrats will demand 
payback. You were right. <laughs> but I'm sorry to say you were also prophetic. <laughs> that was Cipollone coming back out of the video. That was awesome. Now, you've been hearing, and Alan gave you first word on it this morning, uh, that Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader with the Republicans, says he didn't have enough votes to stop witnesses, but they've come up, according to Fox overnight, with a couple of plans. Plan B, Plan C. And would you believe it looks like there may be some Democrats ready to vote for acquittal of President Trump because they just can't see impeachable offenses here, and they can't see him because they aren't there. We'll get to it in a moment. Stay on board the Trump train right now. Hit the bar car. I don't know. Have a have a cocktail. It's a little early for that, isn't it? Is, is there a bar car? Well, sure. On the Trump train, there's got to be one somewhere. They call that a club car. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my dad used to commute up in New Jersey. They called it a bar car. Oh, where I'm at, they call it a club car because we're getting that. It's uh, not that kind of train. They're selling margaritas. Margaritas? <laughs> yes, I'll have a subpoena colada, <laughs> yes. please. Oh, I like that. Would you like a Moscow, uh, Mitch? It's a little early. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Maybe keep one on ice for me, will you? Central Florida headlines now. A change is in the work at the top of Deltona City Government up in Volusia County. The City Commission has voted to accept the resignation of City Manager Jane Shang after more than four years on the job. And the Commission named Deputy Manager Mark Antoine Cooper as her interim replacement. Mayor Heidi Herzberg called last week for Shang to be fired, but the Commission failed to pass her motion. Herzberg had complained about Shang's lack of communication and her management style. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. All morning for you and good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. We're back on the Trump train, running smoothly, fully loaded. Hope you're enjoying the ride. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who has control of the proceedings in the United States Senate in the impeachment trial of President Trump, has reportedly told uh, his caucus that they, at this point in time, he does not have enough votes to prevent witnesses being called and then move quickly to a vote on acquittal of the president, which is inevitable. Um, and so, but it, he didn't say, you know, that would mean he doesn't have, you know, he, he, it, it would mean that he, ne- he needs 51 votes, okay? But, in, and he can have them, except if a couple of Republicans peel away, and it looks like Romney wants witnesses, looks like, Collins out of Maine wants witnesses, looks like Murkowski out of Alaska wants witnesses. And if there's a fourth one or a fifth or more, uh, that's it. Then um, the witnesses will be called and and the Republicans can't block it. No names on who might make up the fourth and then beyond that. But Fox News is reporting overnight that a plan B and a plan C has taken shape to end this sham and move quickly toward an acquittal vote, okay, with no witnesses all of which could happen on Friday and Saturday. One plan reportedly is to amend any resolution calling for a particular witness to also include a package of witnesses that would never win enough support in the Senate. That's how you kill having witnesses, okay? Um, Like if the Democrats went for Bolton, then the Republicans would put together a package of Biden, maybe Hunter, Joe, the whistleblower, Adam Schiff, etc. Okay. And uh, that's plan B. Plan C is reportedly um, the congressional leadership 
the white forgive me the, the the white house would assert executive privilege to block witnesses including bolton and then the white house would head to court to obtain an emergency injunction against his testimony citing national security concerns the thing would be tied up in court forever um and witnesses would be blocked one by one so that's kind of what they're looking at here yaffe because uh at this point in time mcconnell says i don't have the votes to stop the witnesses I think it's very interesting, though, and you're going to talk more about this. Some Democrats are thinking about voting for acquittal, at least in one of the impeachment articles. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that would be Joe Manchin out of uh, West Virginia, which is he's a Democrat. Yeah, but that's, that's what real I said Trump, yesterday. Trump, yeah, right, exactly. Trump um, uh, territory. There's no question about it. A couple of others, too, who are saying, you know, I, I, I don't see an impeachable offense here. I don't see a crime because there is no crime. They're not even claiming a crime in the impeachment articles here. And you don't throw our president out of office for this. So there you go. Yeah, I think that's the best defense from the Trump team is just to continue to point out that the Democrats are not accusing him of a crime. I think that's the one that would resonate with some Democrats and the American people. Yep. And Alan, we talked about this yesterday and only very briefly while we wrap things up on the Trump train here. Um, the president unveiled his Middle East peace plan that was, um, you know, basically fashioned more uh, by his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, um, than by anybody else. He was kind of the lead dog on this. They had a big, big turnout in the uh, in the White House yesterday, and uh, Netanyahu was there and all of this. The Palestinians uh, were not there. They apparently take a very dim view of this. They think it is uh, heavily favoring uh, Israel, giving them a wish list of things they want. Uh, the president said the Palestinians will come around here. There's talk of uh, throwing $50 billion in investment their way. It sets the stage for them having territory out in the desert near Egypt, um, which would be the heart of a Palestinian state, the two-state solution. Palestinians, um, very cool to it. Where this goes, I don't know. Trump seems to believe it'll take time for them to come around. I don't know. Well, we've already seen Palestinians protesting over this, and the Palestinian president has rejected it outright. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Let me turn it over to you right now at the bottom of the hour. The Caribbean and Florida shaking after an earthquake, and three Orlando families are displaced after an early morning fire. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 629 on Good Morning Orlando. Bottom of the hour right now, the Bud Man here alongside me, my co-host Alan Spector, with the news of this major earthquake. And apparently it was actually felt here by some. Yeah, a series of strong earthquakes is shaking up the Caribbean and Florida, bud. A powerful 7.7 magnitude quake struck some 70 miles northwest of Jamaica yesterday afternoon and was felt as far away as Miami, Orlando, and Tallahassee. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez says everything's okay there. No one has been reported hurt. Uh, there have been uh, impacts of, uh, you know, felt in our buildings. Um, no mandatory evacuations have occurred, and there is no tsunami warning. There are also no reports of damage anywhere in Florida. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. More than a dozen people need a place to stay after a fire in Orlando. It started around 3 o'clock this morning at the Crossroads Apartments off L.B. McLeod Road. There's no word how the fire started. No one was hurt, but 13 people from three families are displaced. The Red Cross is helping. Six people are in custody after a scary incident in Osceola County. Deputies say shots were fired last night in Kissimmee on DeSoto Drive, and the suspects fled in a car. A sheriff's office helicopter followed the car for 28 miles before the suspects were caught in Winter Garden. No one was injured in the shooting. More than 200 Americans have arrived in Alaska from Wahoon, China, which is the epicenter of the coronavirus. 
Jim Sesniak is manager of Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport. He says the Americans are being tested by the CDC at the airport. It's a segregated area that's not uh, available to the public. It's an area that's specifically kind of designed for this kind of an incident. And we've got the CDC and the state here to kind of help and make sure that everything works smoothly. At least 132 deaths in China are attributed to the coronavirus. I believe I said Wahoon China. It's Wuhan China. Okay, good. You make me feel better because I thought I'd been pronouncing it wrong. No, it was a a typo here. You know, and again, I will read anything that's in front of me. (laughs) NTSB officials continue to investigate the weather conditions they say may have caused a helicopter carrying NBA superstar Kobe Bryant to crash. Fox's Jonathan Hunt is in Calabasas, California. After holding for around 12 minutes east of the crash site, the pilot was given permission to continue flying under special visual flight rules, an indication both pilot and air traffic control were aware of the bad weather the helicopter was headed towards. The lead NTSB investigator told us the dense fog that blanketed Calabasas raises the question as to whether the helicopter should even have been in the air. Of course, Kobe, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven other people died in that helicopter crash Sunday morning. WFLA News Time is 6.35. You don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. Get caught up with our podcasts on the iHeartRadio app. Headlines now and an update on a story out of the Space Coast. A popular grocer in Brevard County wants to reassure customers it is not going anywhere. Word spread on social media this week that Lucky's Market on West Melbourne, in West Melbourne rather, was closing as the other Lucky stores are. But the natural food store has setting on Facebook now that that is not the case. In fact, the store on West New Haven Avenue in West Melbourne is the only Lucky's in Florida that will not be closing. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories for you. And good morning, Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. E-Verify, of course, is the system that more than 20 states use across this country to determine whether or not when you are seeking employment, you are here legally. And, and the idea is we don't want people who are illegals finding work and jobs that should be taken by people who are in the state and in the nation legally, all right? More than 20 states have this. We have not had it in the state of Florida. Recently, we told you about this scheme taking shape in the Florida legislature uh, in which they would um, back and green light and pass, because they have the votes to do it, a compromise e-verify that would only cover those applying for government jobs, but not private sector jobs, which is where the numbers are here. Agriculture and, um, you know, and, and, and a number of other uh, industries, um, the hotels, the hospitality industry, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> the construction business. Come on, we got illegals all over the place. You know, the people who are doing the lawn care or whatever else. And they, and they said, well, well, we're not going to cover that because we're getting lobbied heavily. They wouldn't want to say that, but that, that was the deal here by, the, by these special interest groups that said, you know, uh, we're not going to fund your campaigns. We're going to campaign against you and get you out of office here. We don't want this. But Governor Ron DeSantis, when he campaigned for president, said, or governor, he said, I want E-Verify here in the state of Florida. And he clearly meant for all workers, okay, private sector as well as public sector. 
Well, they didn't want that in the legislature until this very popular governor used the power he has with the support he has from we the people to lean on him real heavily. And it resulted in the Republican leadership in Tallahassee having a conference call on Monday night in which they all reluctantly, some, agreed that they would back DeSantis on E-Verify for everybody seeking work. Private sector, public sector. That would never have happened, Yaffe, without a governor as popular and hence wielding as much power as Ron DeSantis now has. Not only that, but did they really expect us to take it seriously when they just said the public sector? I mean, you pointed out how ridiculous that is. <laughs> Nobody was going to buy into that as a, comp- as a good compromise. They were talking about it in Tallahassee, but um, the, the leadership of the Republican Party, Joe Gruters, um, who's the, the party chair, uh, state senator, uh, he's the guy with a compromise proposal. But now, you know, as they said in Cool Hand Luke, we got your mind right now, you know. And as Governor <laughs> DeSantis kind of got your mind right, Mr. Gruters and everybody else. <laughs> okay, we're all on board. E verify for all workers, right? Well, yes, sir, Mr. Governor. Yes, we are. And they say that's what they're going to back. And this deal ought to get done. I think it's a great thing. Some of you are going to say, oh, my God, we're going to have $5 tomatoes and the theme park prices are going to go up. But really, isn't it the right thing to do? I mean, aren't you for for the rule of law when people are breaking the law by definition, which illegal immigrants are? Don't you want them ferreted out and weeded out of the workplace? So people who have done it right and are here legally can have the jobs that are available? How can you possibly argue against that? And don't tell me, well, no other state's ever tried this. There are more than 20 states have full-blown, full-blown E-Verify up and running and have for years without an economic calamity as a result. It is time for Florida to do it. And we salute the governor for leaning on the Republicans in the legislature. And now that is what they are going to try and pass. And they should be able to. They've got the votes. What do you think? 407-916-5400. And the uh, toll-free is 866-916-5400. Are you for E-Verify across the board or not? Text line 23680. First name in town. Welcome. Quick break for Orlando's news, weather, and traffic updated in two minutes. Good morning, Orlando. Good morning to you here on a Wednesday. Headlines now as we keep you abreast of the uh, developing coronavirus scare overseas principally. The coronavirus death toll continues to rise in China where it all originated. Health officials there report more than 130,000 people have died from the respiratory illness. Nearly 6,000 in China have been infected. 130 have died. More than 130. More than 130 people. What did I say? 130,000. I am so sorry, Alan. Wow. My goodness. I, I, sorry, I, I, I felt I needed to jump in Boy, you did need to jump in here. Wow, how about that? Sorry. More than 130 people have died from the respiratory illness. Nearly 6,000 people in China have been infected. More people than came down with SARS back in the early 2000s. Five cases of coronavirus have been confirmed in the U.S., and several others are being watched for possible infections. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando. 
Really great. You know, I didn't even catch that. My eyes ran out ahead of me there, you know. I was worried that I had written 130,000 for you. No, you didn't, Alan. No, you didn't. No. Hey, listen, I don't care. Whatever it takes to get it right, that's what I've always been in favor of. Sure. Whether it makes me look like a turkey or not, you know. (laughs) Join me at the turkey farm. (laughs) You know what Kermit Frog said? He said, move him right along. (laughs) No, that's actually Fozzie Bear. Here we go. Thank you very much. Thank you very (laughs) much. Waka waka. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, you were in the uh, in the newsroom. I don't know if you had uh, if you had us on in there, but I'm I'm I always listen to this show. It's when you're of, in the newsroom? It's one of my favorite shows. No kidding. All right, at the, you know, I'd say in the top 20 of my favorite radio <laughs> top shows. Top 20? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I always make a point of listening. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it's it's really interesting. I think Ron, Ron DeSantis is one of these guys kind of cutting the Trump mold in this way and that it's, you know, promises made, promises kept. And he said, hey, uh, one of my cornerstones of my platform when I'm running for governor is going to be E-Verify. I want it for all workers in the state, not just this watered-down compromise by the wimpy Republicans in Tallahassee uh, who said, yeah, we'll do it for the government workers, but we're under too much pressure from lobbyists in agriculture, hospitality, and construction. Uh, We can't do it for the private sector here. And he says, you are going to do it. And they had a conference call Monday night, and DeSantis um, set him straight, and he's popular enough yeah. to have that kind of clout. Yeah, when Ron DeSantis uh, runs as high in the uh, favorability polls as he does here in Florida, uh, that's a lot of capital, and he apparently is using that capital to get what he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody weighing in on this? Any verify? Not as red-hot a topic as it has been on the 50,000-watt front porch in recent years, but this is a major development. Yeah, one person simply says, yes, for E-Verify. With three exclamation points, so. Yeah, another one uh, is asking us, though, has Tallahassee ever heard of work visas? Yeah, another person said, Bud, let's time travel back to 2010 when 88 illegal immigrants were arrested by ICE. And while they were building the U.S. federal courthouse, they can't even keep illegals out of the public sector. Well, E-Verify is the best system we have for keeping illegals out of the workforce. You know, and I even saw some people on the left basically calling out the Republicans for their so-called compromise, saying they just want it for the public sector. They were calling them out as hypocrites. People who don't even support E-Verify were like, you guys are hypocrites. Well, yeah, because a lot of people say the Republicans simultaneously kind of complain about immigrants and then hire them illegally to save money, you know, having it both ways. But so do the Democrats. It just needs to be nipped in the bud. It's all about the rule of law. And I never take it personally when someone says nip it in the bud. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, Barney Fife made that phrase famous. <laughs> yeah, he what? did. Nip it, Ange. Hey, be thinking about this. We want to turn you into a sitting member of the United States Senate. Today, they'll get to ask questions, the senators. What question would you want to ask those Democrat House managers or the team for Trump on the Republican side? If you were a senator, what one question would you ask today? Because this is the day. 407-916-5400. You can text us at 23680. Love to hear from as many of you as we can. We're all going to offer the questions we would ask if we were in the Senate. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station.
Good morning, Orlando. Good Wednesday morning to you here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. You're just in time for our latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the impeachment trial enters a new phase. More in one minute. Yeah, today, senators get to ask questions. If you were a U.S. senator, what question would you ask? Let us know. We'll talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The impeachment trial moves to what could be a highly charged phase today when senators begin questioning House impeachment managers and President Trump's defense lawyers. That after the Trump team wrapped up its defense yesterday. Attorney Jay Sekulow taking on revelations from a leaked manuscript of a book written by former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Are you going to allow proce- proceedings on impeachment to go from a New York Times report about someone that says what they hear is in a manuscript? Once it was done, lead impeachment manager California Congressman Adam Schiff reiterated the call for Bolton to testify under oath. It's clear, I think, today that they are still reeling from the revelation uh, of John Bolton's book and what he has to say, uh, the very uh, relative, uh, relevant and probative quality of the testimony that he should give the Senate. On Capitol Hill, Mike Emanuel, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump packed the House last night at a campaign rally in Wildwood, New Jersey, He fired up the crowd with familiar attacks on Democrats. Democrats stand for crime, corruption, and chaos. Republicans stand for law, order, and justice. And say what you want, but those are the facts. Trump also touted his own achievements, which he summed up as creating jobs and killing terrorists. More from the Trump rally in our 8 o'clock hour, Alan. Earlier in the day, Bud, President Trump unveiled a Middle East peace plan that he says is a win-win opportunity for both Israel and the Palestinians. A realistic two-state solution that resolves the risk of Palestinian statehood to Israel's security. Trump was joined for that announcement by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Investigators in Ocala say a nine-year-old boy told them he had been thinking of killing his sister for several days and he couldn't get that thought out of his head. The boy was in court yesterday for allegedly stabbing the five-year-old girl this past weekend. The girl's in stable condition. The boy will undergo a psychiatric evaluation. Boy, you know, this is obviously an incredibly troubled kid here. It just breaks my heart that nobody caught this or thought to intervene. My goodness. Yeah, there must have been signs before this. You would think. This is Severe Weather Awareness Week in Florida, and today's the day you should practice how to respond to a tornado emergency. But there's nothing better than actually practicing and actually going through the motions to bring people into those safe areas. Stephen Lerner from Seminole County Emergency Management says the statewide tornado drill will be conducted at 10 a.m. Orlando International Airport is the best large airport in the United States. That's according to USA Today's 10 Best Reader's Choice Travel Awards. OIA gets high marks for customer satisfaction and its award-winning art collection. I think it's the most beautiful airport I have ever been in. I don't fly a lot anymore, but it it's the most impressive airport I'm ever in. I and would agree. Good, good to see the recognition. Yeah, finishing a close second on this list, Tampa International yeah. Airport. Hmm. WFLA News Time is 7.06. 
A Florida daycare worker writes on a baby's stomach to shame his mom for not sending enough diapers. That story, and it's not the first time they've done it. Okay. <laughs> that story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good morning, Orlando. Good morning, wherever you are. But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. You know, we bill ourselves in little promotional announcements and have for years is WFLA, you know, the place where you get the news and the place to talk about it. And, and we're going to live that together right now because in Washington today, the Senate trial of President Trump, as Alan said, moves to a new phase where senators will be able to ask questions. They have to write them down, run them through their leadership on either party, and they wind up being spoken as questions by the Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts. That's how they're doing this. You will not actually hear the senators, which is a refreshing break, to be honest with you, um, that we've had all through this trial. But I was wondering, what questions would I ask if I were a sitting U.S. senator? What would I ask of either side in the Senate trial? Um, We all have a question or two that we've come up with, and we've already got a whole raft of questions of uh, incoming text messages with your questions. I'd love to talk with a few of you on the phone. We'll give you priority there with a question that you would ask if you were a senator. 407-916-5400, toll-free, 866-916-5400. And you can text us, first name in town, welcome if you like, with your question to 23680. That's where we start right after this. I have a question, bud. Would you like to win $1,000? I would, but I'd have to quit my job to be eligible. I was talking to our listener. Okay, good. I like that. Both of them. We want to put a grand in your hand with our texting contest, which resumes in moments with the latest keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200. You could be winning that $1,000. Remember to watch for a call from area code 513 informing you that you've won. Listen every hour, both of you, for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we put a grand in your hand. 709 on Good Morning Orlando, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away. Headlines right now. You might want to take a glance eastward just after the 9 o'clock hour. Here's the story. SpaceX will try again this morning to launch a Falcon 9 rocket carrying 60 Starlink Internet satellites from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. A five-minute window opens at 9.06 this morning. Monday's attempt scrubbed because of high-level winds. Stay tuned for updates here on our top stories. We'll bring them to you all morning long, every 10 minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Senators get to ask questions at the Senate trial of President Trump today. We're asking you what question you would ask if you were a sitting senator. Senator Maureen, welcome in from Orlando. Senator, what's your question? Uh, good morning. I would like to know why they didn't call the whistleblower to the stand, the one person who started everything, the one person who claims to have evidence which contradicts the transcripts that the president released. And the answer cannot be to protect his anonymity, because I know his name 
and everybody knows his name. And that's my question. You are absolutely right. That would be a really good one. Thank you, Senator Maureen, 407-916-5400. Turn yourself into a senator. I know you got a question for those House managers on the Democrat side. Maybe, maybe if you see it the other way with Trump, a question for the Trump defense team. Uh, Senator Wren, good morning, Senator Wren from Oviedo. What's your question? Hi. Morning, bud. Question is, is with the, are these answers going to be given as sworn testimony? Are they, are they going? Well, they, they've all sworn. They've all taken an oath, haven't they? I don't know. Because are these questions going to go to specific people, people or is it just going to be a, a free-for-all? My 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 thought is that the questions that can go to, to to the group, to the side, or to an individual, uh, you know, maybe on the on the House panel or whatever. I mean, I have no All reason. Right. So you're you're telling me can they just lie with the answers with no consequences? What you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And the problem and the question I would ask of somebody who I thought might be problematic was: Did you conspire with anyone to bring this? claim against the president got it thank you for that senator wren we appreciate it let me give you my question that i would ask actually i have two of them to all the democrat house managers isn't it finally time for you to admit this impeachment trial has been all about your hatred for president trump and your fear that he will be reelected? the other one would be you know american political leaders from alexander hamilton to nancy pelosi have said that impeaching and removing a president is so serious that it must be bipartisan. This impeachment is totally partisan. House managers, doesn't this prove that your efforts have been a total failure? I like it. Now, what are your questions, Melissa and, and Yaffe? And we'll get Alan in here. We'll go to the text line here. But we haven't heard from you yet on the phone or the text line at 407-916-5400. You know you got something that you'd like to have answered at the Senate trial. You're a senator. What's the question you ask? 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680. First name in town if you'd like. Standard message and data rates apply. Now an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in a very quick two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now by way of updating a story we've been following for some time. The number of U.S. service members injured in that Iranian missile strike earlier this month is on the rise. The Pentagon now reporting at least 50 military personnel suffered traumatic brain injuries, an increase of 16 from the last report last week. And the Pentagon says 31 service members have been treated in Iraq and returned to duty. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories are promised to you in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It's Good Morning Orlando. Alan, along with the Bud Man, Yaffe, and Melissa. And we're talking about the Senate impeachment trial, which moves into a new phase today where senators will get to ask questions of both the House impeachment managers and uh, the uh, president's defense team. And a question I would ask the president's team is, why didn't Donald Trump, why did he feel he needed to personally intervene in the Ukraine matter as far as investigating the Bidens or the 2016 election and not avoid a conflict of interest by appointing an independent prosecutor or 
farming out this investigation to the CIA or the FBI? That's an interesting question for sure, Alan. Um, Yaffe, Melissa, your questions if you're senators this morning. Yeah, my question is, and it's echoed by someone on the text line as well, but what crime did President Trump commit? You know, it is kind of hard to come up with a lot of questions because you kind of know what they're going to say, even if you don't like the answer. But I, I think that puts them in a tough position by asking them what was the crime because they kind of have to dance around that. You, that would go to the Democrat House managers, right. Val Demings mm-hmm. and the other six. Exactly. How about you, Melissa? Well, yeah, I've got, uh, I want to echo uh, Seculo, is that his name? From Jay Seculo, one yeah. of the top Trump yeah. attorneys. Uh, I would want everyone to be asked, do you think the Ukraine is corrupt? Right out of the gate, first of all. Because if you do, then this whole thing is is moot. Okay, because he asked the question knowing that people in charge were corrupt. But if they can't answer that, they say, oh, no, then then it's a whole new day. So if they're corrupt, it's totally within the president's authority. Mm-hmm. To seek out, make sure that yeah. what was going to happen was going to go for the right place. But I would like to personally ask uh, Schiff, what happened to the whistleblower? And did you have contact with him? Because he's just disappeared. There you go. That's another good one. Um, how about the textures? Give us a few and we'll go right back to the phones. Uh, yeah, one person said this. Let's see. Uh, one person says, is what Joe Biden did to Ukraine an impeachable offense? thought that was an interesting question. Jamie from Avalon Park said she'd like to ask if impeachment was such a solemn and serious duty, then why was Nancy Pelosi handing out celebratory pens after the signing of the articles? There you go. Yes. Yes, I like it. Let's go to the phones, bud. We've got Lee on the line from Orlando. Lee, Alan here, and uh, you get to be a senator for the next uh, minute or so. What question would you ask today? My first question would be, since there's been such a big deal made out of uh, a lot of the information being second, third hand, or what have you, would they consider any testimony given by John Bowden, Pompeo, or Mulvaney firsthand accounts? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And if that's the case, why not call them for witnesses? Yeah, and it's interesting. There's a new poll out that shows 75% of Americans favor the calling of witnesses in the Senate impeachment trial. It's the highest number I've seen. Thank you, Lee. Um, but you know what? I think anybody polled, basically, wouldn't they be inclined to say, well, sure, witnesses? Yeah, I'm all for witnesses. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I know uh, 50 or more Republican senators who don't think that way. Well, that's an interesting <laughs> question, too, isn't it? Eric, you're in Orlando. Senator Eric, what's your question? Good morning, bud. Thank you for letting me ask a question. Uh, My question would be for Justice Roberts. I would ask Justice Roberts if uh, the Biden sign is allowed to be brought in, uh, then why would uh, for the $55,000 a month that he's getting had had gotten, then uh, why aren't the Trump children brought in for the millions of dollars in patents that they've gotten? All right. Thank you, Senator Eric. And next up to the lectern, bud, is Senator Cosmo from Orlando. Cosmo, your question uh, for the Senate impeachment trial today. Well, good morning, my distinguished congressman and my senators. This is Cosmo. <laughs> Very courteous. My question is, where's the beef? Where's the evidence? And where is the general accounting office? Why don't we have the money? My question is, my distinguished colleagues, is what's going to happen afterwards, and who is going to pay for this big old mess that the Democrats caused. Now, thank you, and I'll answer to my constituents. 
<laughs> Senator Cosmo yields his time to Bud and the rest of us. Well, let's go to Senator Robert in Oviedo. Senator Robert, what's your question for the uh, for the trial? For a comment, this has really exposed how this foreign money is so untraceable. Look at all these senators when all this money with the U- at Ukraine with the Bidens, Pelosi's son, Romney's son. I mean, no wonder these guys are all getting rich. I mean, it just exposed all the corruption with foreign money. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Thank you, Senator Robert. On the text line, questions. Yeah, one person says, will the Democrat senators that are running for president recuse themselves from voting on impeachment because that could be seen as a conflict of interest? (laughs) That's something we brought up yesterday. I sure did. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Melissa did. Here's another one said, I would ask Adam Schiff, why did you lie about the phone call in front of Congress and in front of the world? They're talking about the parody of the message yeah, of the yeah. phone call. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's taking a lot of heat for that. And he ought to. Um, you had a little information for folks on how the questions will actually go, the boxes that will be checked and how this will actually be done today. Yes, that's correct. You uh, would put your name in as Senator such and such, and then you would check if the question is either for the counsel for the president or for the House managers, then pose your question, and then you would sign your name to it, fold it up, and it goes into a box, and then John Roberts selects the ones that he feels are appropriate to ask. Okay, Hmm. good deal. Uh, now, Senator Specter, I hope we're not prevailing upon you in any kind of inconvenient way, but it is uh, almost 7.30. Would you, would you favor us with a news update, sir? I thank the gentleman <laughs> from Florida. An earthquake in the Caribbean is felt in our state, and an abortion bill goes before the full Florida Senate. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.28. News now with uh, Alan Spector, my co-host, the Bud Man here, along with Yaffe and Melissa. When I saw the numbers, 7.7 on that Caribbean earthquake, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it, it sent a shudder down my spine. I said, oh, my goodness, what are we looking at here in terms of uh, casualties, damage, and whatever? It's been surprisingly uh, low. Yeah, it struck yesterday between Cuba and Jamaica and was felt here in Florida as far north as Tallahassee. Now, it caused no damage in Florida, mostly some gentle swaying in high-rise buildings. Rich Briggs with the U.S. Geological Survey says the quake happened along a fault between the North American and Caribbean plates. It is an active plate boundary, and it has uh, frequent earthquakes. Some of them are are quite large. In fact, there was a magnitude 6.8 in 2004 uh, near near today's event. Briggs says the intensity probably registered as a 4 or 5, along the south coast of Cuba and the north coast of Jamaica. Now, what's this about it being felt out at uh, UCF at the football stadium? Some workers out there said they felt shaking, uh, but they said it wasn't as much shaking as they feel when students are jumping up and down at Spectrum Stadium during night's football games. At the bounce house, as they call it. That's right. If you felt anything from the earthquake, wherever you are, give us a call at 407 916 or tell us about it on the text line at 23680. Or if you felt anything in general. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank. Florida. Oh, wow. <laughs> I only have so many phone lines over here, Alan. Don't do that to me. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. I'm sorry, bud. The Florida Senate is expected to take up a proposal today that would require parental consent 
before minors could have abortions. State Representative and Democrat Anna Escamani of Orlando says the bill's an attempt by pro-life GOP lawmakers to get an abortion-related case in front of the new conservative majority on the state Supreme Court. There does need to be a hidden agenda by our Republican colleagues to test the courts with this type of abortion bill versus what they say the intent is, and that's empowering young people. Abortion rights supporters rallied in the Capitol yesterday in opposition to this bill. A plane carrying more than 200 Americans from the Chinese city where the coronavirus outbreak started is on its way to a military air base in Southern California. The plane refueled in Alaska overnight. The diplomats from the U.S. consulate in Wuhan and other U.S. citizens received a second screening for the coronavirus. One of Kobe Bryant's greatest teammates is revealing his struggle following news of the NBA legend's death. Speaking on his podcast, Shaquille O'Neal revealed he's been in rough shape since learning the news of the death of his former teammate Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. I didn't do anything. I haven't eaten. I haven't slept. I'm looking at all the tapes, but uh, I'm sick right now. Shaq adding that he had already been having a tough time since the loss of his sister Aisha, who had just passed away recently. Kobe and Shaq joined forces for three titles for the Los Angeles Lakers. Shaq saying they became closer in recent years, adding that he wishes they would have communicated more because he really loved and respected KB, despite public image to the contrary. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. A popular grocer in Brevard County wants to reassure customers it's not going anywhere. Word spread on social media this week that Lucky's Market in West Melbourne was closing but the Natural Food Store said on Facebook yesterday that's not the case. In fact, the store on West New Haven Avenue is the only Luckies in Florida that won't be closing. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Super Bowl Sunday just got bigger. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us older, better, faster, stronger. Not, not, not that, that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. President Trump's friend Kanye West will play Miami on Super Bowl Sunday. The rapper announcing on Twitter he's bringing Sunday service to Miami's FPL Solar Amphitheater at Bayfront Park. Last month, Kanye debuted the biblical opera Mary in Miami. Tickets to Sunday's event with Kanye are on sale through Live Nation. It's a first for a Super Bowl commercial, Drag Queens. Bud is already shaking his head as I report that Kim Chi and Ms. Cracker of RuPaul's Drag Race fame will appear in a commercial for Sabra Hummus during the big game in Miami this Sunday. The ad campaign will also bring in rapper T-Pain and two stars from Real Housewives of New Jersey, all of Bud's favorites. The commercial, along with the big game, is expected to see, be seen by 100 million people or more. You know, yesterday we were talking about the Planner's Peanut uh, commercial. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've already seen the death of Mr. Peanut in a uh, preview, and uh, there was some talk that perhaps they weren't going to go ahead with the the uh, commercial uh, depicting the funeral of Mr. Peanut, scheduled for the third quarter of the Super Bowl. Uh, but it turns out they are going to go ahead with that. There were uh, there was concern about uh, insensitivity in the wake of Kobe Bryant's death. I don't get the connection, but at any rate, they are going to go ahead with yeah, the plan. Yeah, and uh, what they've done is they've kind of slowed down the online uh, promotion of the campaign, uh-huh. but the commercial apparently will air. And finally, there is a new contest for the most carved-out Super Bowl watch party in history. That's how Hotels.com describes it. The website wants to fly a fan to New York City to watch the big game 
in their bread-themed hotel room. The site says it's only fitting since the Super Bowl is one of the biggest food holidays of the year. Now, this room includes pillows shaped like bagels with a giant slice of bread as the bed's headboard. (laughs) If you're interested, and by gosh, who wouldn't be, follow Hotels.com on Instagram or Twitter and comment why you deserve the trip to the big bread room in New York City (laughs) to watch the Super Bowl. Crazy. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Hey, Alan, that uh, SpaceX uh, launch of the 60 satellites is still on for just after 9 a.m. today, isn't it? 9.06 a.m., only a five-minute launch window. Uh, the Air Force is saying uh, weather conditions 80% go this morning. Yeah. I'll tell you, right in our own backyard, the the whole history of the American space program out at the Cape, and, and it's ongoing, and the future looks amazing, and you can see it all and touch it all at the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex. We're giving away free tickets to the Kennedy Space Center Visitors Complex. See the shuttle Atlantis up close, touch a moon rock, see the old Saturn V. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. You will love it if you haven't been recently. There's always something new and exciting out there. And we're giving away free tickets on our sound judgment game. We're playing it here in a minute. Company rules. You're eligible to play and win if you haven't been a winner in a month. 407-916-5400. The only way you can possibly win is to get on the phone before everybody else jams the lines. Call me now. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Free tickets to the Kennedy Space Center. Your kids and grandkids will love it, and you'll love it just as much, if not more. Our toll-free open at 866-916-5400. Headlining some good news and a nice honor for our city beautiful and the airport, Orlando International Airport, is the best large airport in the U.S. That is, according to U.S. Day's 10 USA Today's 10 Best Reader's Choice Travel Awards. OIA gets uh, high marks for customer satisfaction in its award-winning art collection, finishing a close second, Tampa International Airport. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. We do it for you all morning, every day on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. We're ready to go on the game, Sound Judgment, and what are we playing for again, Melissa? It is so cool. It's a pair of tickets to Kennedy Space Center, the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex, the only destination in the entire universe where you can touch a moon rock, stand nose-to-nose with the real space shuttle Atlantis, meet a NASA astronaut, and also get a glimpse of the future of space exploration. A pair of tickets to the Kennedy Space Center can be yours if you use their Sound Judgment. And here it comes, the question. If you're trying to get in, a wrong answer will give you a second chance to get in. We'll open up a line at 407-916-5400. Well, today's Sound Judgment Game focuses on the Israelis and the Palestinians and an American president. But I'm not talking about President Trump and the Middle East peace plan he has just unveiled. Our Sound Judgment question takes you back to the creation of the modern nation of Israel Listen to some sound of another American president discussing that historic achievement as it was happening. And then use your sound judgment to name the president you're about to hear 
and give me the year he said this. We set up the Israeli government in uh, Palestine, moved some of the Arabs out, and they were not moved out and thrown, or thrown out. They were compensated for the land that they had to give up. The Jews organized a, a government over there, and it's been a successful one ever since. Name that president and the year he was talking about the creation of Israel. Let me start on the uh, bottom of the phone bank here. It's the toll-free line. Toll-free, name the president, give me the year. Good morning. Yes, Harry Truman, 1948. Wow, I didn't expect that to be one and done. Yeah. Good stuff, Alan. Perfect. I'm telling you. Yeah. I knew Truman, but not the year. Smartest audience in talk radio. Congratulations to you, my friend. You are going to the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex. You been out there? Yes, sir. Well, have you been there recently? Not recently. That's why you need to go. You're going to absolutely love it. What's your first name, if you don't mind me asking? Joe. Joe, calling in from what town? Coco. Wonderful to have you in from the coast. Thanks for listening to our show. We appreciate having you on board on Good Morning Orlando, Joe. We really do. You sound excited as well. Joe? Joe? Is he there? Joe, are you there? Are you there? I'm going to put him on yes, hold. I had an Amber Alert come in. I'm sorry, and it blocked our conversation. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, we all got an Amber Alert for the uh, Southwest Florida thing, which uh, we'll talk about in the news. Okay, all coming up. Joe, I'm glad we didn't lose you. Congratulations, and thanks for listening. Thank you, bud. Have all right. a great day. Keep up the good job, too. All right. We'll see if we can even make it better for you, all right, along the way here. Uh, thank you, Joe, very much. Uh, he is on hold. He is our Winner, how about that? Yeah. Good stuff. Well done, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's going on? Well, we got the Amber Alert, and we'll okay. have more details on that coming up. Okay. Sorry. That, that's making news as we speak. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, this refers to an incident in South Florida uh, where a young child, a baby, was kidnapped. and Seven-week-old. Yeah, and uh, I guess by the father. And um, or an adult anyway, and they're looking for them. And this apparently relates to, I believe, a double murder uh, down in that area in South Florida. But we'll have more details coming up at eight o'clock. Like a big story unfolding, Alan. I know you'll stay on top of it uh, for us. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Wednesday morning. Great to have you on the 50,000-watt front porch here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour for our latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, a Florida amber alert for a one-week-old baby. More in one minute. Coming up next, the big wild Trump rally in Wildwood. And why does CNN anchor Don Lemon still have a job? Next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. An Amber Alert is out for a baby from South Florida. The alert was issued this morning for one week old Andrew Caballero. 
The FDLE believes 49-year-old Ernesto Caballero kidnapped the child yesterday from a home in Miami. He may be traveling with the child in a white 2001 Chevy Express van with a Florida tag. Police say the two live in a home where three women were found shot to death yesterday. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A new phase in President Trump's impeachment trial begins this afternoon. After six days of listening to opening presentations from House managers and the president's legal team, senators will begin to play a larger role today, given up to 16 hours to ask questions of each side. Chief Justice John Roberts has advice for counsel answering those questions from his predecessor, Chief Justice William Rehnquist. Each question can be fully and fairly answered in five minutes or less, end quote. The transcript indicates that the statement was met with, quote, laughter, end quote. Republican and Democratic senators will alternate asking questions, each one written by the senators, but read by the Chief Justice. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. President Trump is taking credit for the employment rate in New Jersey. Trump spoke at the Wildwood Convention Center yesterday, and among the many claims made, he said that under his administration, New Jersey families are achieving historic victories. I love New Jersey, and I'm thrilled to be back. More people are working today in the state of New Jersey than ever before. Trump also touted the USMCA trade deal with Mexico and Canada, which he will be signing today. Yeah, and we're going to go back to that rally in a moment because it was off the charts. It was just a wild scene in Wildwood. Coming up. Earlier in the day, yesterday at the White House, President Trump was joined by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in announcing a Middle East peace plan. Our plan is 80 pages and is the most detailed proposal ever put forward by far. The plan would give Israel sovereignty over much of the Jordan Valley and offer Palestinians economic rewards of $50 billion. A student at Seminole County High School in Sanford is facing charges of attempted murder and robbery with a firearm. Sanford police say 18-year-old Jaquilla Taylor set up a man who thought he was going on a date with a woman he met on the Plenty of Fish dating app. The man was instead shot and robbed. SpaceX will try again this morning to launch a Falcon 9 rocket carrying 60 Starlink Internet satellites from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. A five-minute launch window opens at 9.06. Monday's attempt was scrubbed because of upper-level winds. Your phone might blow up this morning with weather alerts for Florida's statewide tornado drill scheduled for 10 o'clock. It's just a test, but experts say you should know what to do at work, at school, or at home. The tornado drill is a great opportunity for people to really get some hands-on experience with that. Stephen Lerner with Seminole County Emergency Management says the tornado drill is part of Severe Weather Awareness Week here in Florida. Tomorrow's all about flooding and hurricanes, while Friday focuses on wildfires. WFLA News Time is 8.07. Three Florida otters make their Super Bowl picks. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando. Yes, I said otters. Starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Wouldn't be surprised if they beat the pros in Vegas. That's sometimes what happens with these. They got monkeys doing picks. Now we got otters. Octopuses. I was going to say what happened to the octopi. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear from him. All right. <laughs> right now, I'll tell you what, I'm going to kick it right back to you before we go to the Trump rally. And, uh, and, and we play for you some cuts from CNN that will make you wonder 
why anybody watches this network for legitimate news coverage, and why anchor Don Lemon still has a job. But, Alan, you've got cash on hand, and you're ready to try and give it away. Yeah, a grand in your hand is what we want to hand out. Our texting contest resumes in moments with the latest keyword of the hour. Text that keyword to 200-200. You could win $1,000. Remember, you might get a call from area code 513. Answer it. It could be us telling you that you're a winner. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we put a grand in your hand. 808 on Good Morning Orlando. We'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Central Florida headlines right now updating a very disturbing story that we talked about yesterday. A disturbing statement may shed some light on why a boy in Ocala tried to kill his sister. The nine-year-old was in court yesterday for allegedly stabbing his five-year-old sister this weekend in an apartment on Northeast 7th Street in Ocala. Investigators say the boy told them he had been thinking of killing his sister for a couple of days before the stabbing, but he just could not get the thought out of his head. The girl is in stable condition. The boy will undergo a psychiatric evaluation and uh, face serious charges. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Trump train coming, it's coming round the bend, rolling over Democrats time and time again, and when they holler how they hate him, screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. Trump train roared through Wildwood in southern New Jersey last night, right in the middle of the impeachment trial. The president held court before a jam-packed arena of more than 7,000 people, tens of thousands outside in the cold watching on screens because they couldn't get in. Here's Trump ripping into the Democrats who've been trying to take him down since before he even took office. The congressional Democrats are obsessed with demented hoaxes, crazy witch hunts, and deranged partisan crusades. It's all they know how to do trying to overthrow the last election, and we will make sure that they face another crushing defeat in the next election. We are going to have a victory that's even greater than 2016. This November, we are going to win back the House, we are going to hold the Senate, and we are going to keep the White House. Well, the rally in Wildwood, New Jersey, was held in Congressman Jeff Van Drew's district. Now, Van Drew, you recall, is the Democrat who recently converted to the Republican Party. Trump brought him up, and Van Drew took it from there. How about having the president right here in South Jersey? What a great day! Now, I heard that the folks in this room can make more noise and more applause than anywhere in the world. So we're going to do one more time for this man right here. 
Wow. Unbelievable. The Democrats' ultimate nightmare and the anti-Trump media as well. And high on the list of the anti-Trumpers on CNN is their evening anchor, Don Lemon. I want to play something for you that has just gone viral and, and, and really, really should cost Lemon his job, okay? He has a couple of guests on Saturday night for special impeachment uh, trial coverage, okay? Lemon's not normally on on the weekends. He's lucky he has a job. I don't know why he still does. He hates Trump. He's open about it all the time. Not unique in that respect in CNN. But he bills himself as a serious journalist doing a legitimate news show uh, peppered with opinion, okay? He has a couple of guests on with him. I want you to listen to this right now because the voice you will hear descending into hysterical laughter is that of Don Lemon himself reacting to a couple of guests. One is a former GOP strategist who's turned on the Republicans and Trump named Rick Wilson, and then there's another guy who's a New York Times reporter. Um, and, 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 the, and this Rick Wilson guy who used to be a, a GOP strategist um, mocks Trump and his supporters, and then the two of them keep on going, and Lemon completely loses it, puts his head down on the desk in total hysterics. Let's listen. Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. And so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience. Uh, you know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one. And they're, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. You, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my your math and you're reading. Yeah, you're reading. You know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte. All those lines on the map. <laughs> Only the Melitas know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. But by, but by the way, oh my God. But, but, but you know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. But, you know, but, but in all honesty, but all, blame you know what Rick. NPR should do? Why not? Sorry, hold on. You, wait, wait. Can yeah, I tell give you me what, a second. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. Sorry. Rick, you, that you, was a good one. I needed that. Why does Lemon still have a job? I'll explain that to you in a moment, and you will hear Lemon, Lemon try to talk himself out of this. Don't miss it. If you want to comment on it, 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680. Headlines right now. While the Democrats continue to try to destroy him, President Trump just goes on making promises and keeping the same. This morning, he will sign in Washington the new USMCA trade deal with Mexico and Canada that he negotiated primarily that replaces NAFTA. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. I spent years as a television news anchor, and I'm sorry... You can't excuse what Don Lemon did. We know he hates Trump. He doesn't hide it. You know, I never played that game. I'm, I'm paid to have an opinion now. Back then, I told it straight. And I was on the air in this town for years, and there was never a time when anything struck me funny enough for me to completely dissolve in laughter 
in the middle of a serious topic. In this case, it happens to be impeachment and wind up in hysterics with my head down on the desk. Why does Don Lemon still have a job? Let me answer that question in a minute. But now let me listen to the uh, let's I want you to listen to the CNN anchor trying to explain why he did what he did. Do you buy this? Ask anyone who knows me. They'll tell you. I don't believe in belittling people, belittling anyone for who they are, for what they believe or where they're from. During an interview on Saturday night, one of my guests said something that made me laugh. And while in the moment I found that joke humorous and I didn't catch everything that was said. Just to make this perfectly clear, I was laughing at the joke and not at any group of people. There's another reason why he shouldn't have a job, because he's a liar. That is outrageous. Who could possibly believe any of that? Don Lemon has a job for three reasons. One is because he works for CNN, and the people who run CNN hate Trump as much as he does and despise Trump supporters as much as he does. does. But it's beyond that. It's because he is a minority twice over. He is black and he is gay. And they're going to cut him slack. They wouldn't cut anyone else. It's time for him to go. And the explanation is just outrageous. But Bertha, in the middle of all of this, you call me from DeLand and you're mad at the Bud Man. What's the problem? You got that right. You got that right. What's your problem? Behavior is contagious for everybody. You don't pick and choose who says the president never apologized, never explained. I don't agree with what what he said. He said he was laughing at the joke. Take it as he said it. Why should Trump have his job and say everything about anybody we all need to remember behavior is contagious that's all i want to say okay fair enough this is a professional journalist a news anchor on a supposedly legitimate cable news network who completely loses his composure and laughs at those who are mocking the president of the united states and those who support him it is indefensible alan you know the thing i don't get bud is uh, listening to that clip of don lemon and uh, I guess it was Rick Wilson who was talking. Used to be a GOP um, spokesman. Not yeah. anymore. Doesn't like him. Yeah. What he said wasn't even that funny to prompt the kind of laughter elicited uh, from Don Lemon. Totally agree clip. with you. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I, I, could, I could see a chuckle or two and then you move on. But this was, he, he completely broke down and it wasn't even that funny. No, I, I didn't find it funny at all. I mean, it just, it, it wasn't worth laughing. No. Quickly, let's bring on Mike from St. Cloud. Mike, what about it? Good morning, Bud Man and Melissa and everyone else. I do <laughs> not think, or I do not believe Don Lemon should lose his job. Because, one, as a journalist yourself, don't you love it when your competition can't tie their own shoelaces? It makes you look better. <laughs> it makes you have a, a more professional demeanor. And secondly, or thirdly, CNN started with the nickname Clown News Network because they were falling on top of themselves. They, their lights were cl- uh, collapsing. Their audio was failing. Yeah. And they're back to being the Clown Network. No one takes them serious. It's like watching professional wrestling. All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm really late on the clock here, Alan, and I'm playing on your nickel. And a lot of folks want to know what's going on news-wise. We have a special live report on everything concerning impeachment and the trial in the next half hour. But 
set the table for whatever's happening. The Caribbean and Florida shaking after an earthquake and three Orlando families displaced after an early morning fire. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere in just two minutes. 829 on Good Morning Orlando. Bottom of the hour, half an hour to go. Hope you'll be with us all the way to 9 o'clock. Right now, let's turn it over to my co-host, Alan Spector, for a news update. A whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah. Could have been a lot worse than it was. That's right, but A series of strong earthquakes shaking up the Caribbean and Florida. A powerful 7.7 magnitude quake struck some 70 miles northwest of Jamaica yesterday afternoon and was felt as far away as Miami, Orlando, and Tallahassee. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez says everything is okay there. No one has been reported hurt. Uh, there have been uh, impacts of, uh, you know, felt in our buildings. Um, no mandatory evacuations have occurred and there is no tsunami warning. There are also no reports of damage anywhere in Florida. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. More than a dozen people need a place to stay after a fire in Orlando. It started around 3 o'clock this morning at the Crossroads apartment off L.B. McLeod Road. There's no word on how the fire started. No one was hurt, but 13 people from three families are displaced. The Red Cross is helping. Six people are in custody after a scary incident in Osceola County. Deputies say shots were fired last night in Kissimmee on DeSoto Drive, and the suspects fled in a car. A sheriff's office helicopter followed that car for 28 miles before the suspects were caught in Winter Garden. No one was injured in the shooting. NTSB officials continue to investigate the weather conditions they say may have caused the helicopter carrying NBA superstar Kobe Bryant to crash. Fox's Jonathan Hunt is in Calabasas, California. After holding for around 12 minutes east of the crash site, the pilot was given permission to continue flying under special visual flight rules, an indication both pilot and air traffic control were aware of the bad weather the helicopter was headed towards. The lead NTSB investigator told us the dense fog that blanketed Calabasas raises the question as to whether the helicopter should even have been in the air. And of course, Kobe, his 13-year-old daughter, and seven other people died in that crash Sunday morning. An NFL free agent is no longer under house arrest on charges stemming from an altercation outside his home in South Florida. Antonio Brown no longer on house arrest. Go get this taken off. This is about to get taken off. Brown there in a video posted to his Instagram page awaiting removal of his GPS ankle monitor stemming from his arrest last week after an altercation outside his Florida home involving a dispute over payment with a moving truck driver. Brown's defense team arguing that the free agent receiver has prior commitments for which he needs to travel. AB still required to hand over his passport and surrender his firearms per terms of his bond. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Are the Patriots retiring his jersey yet? <sighs> for, that, it... for that <laughs> memorable one week he spent with them? Yeah. <laughs> it was stellar. No, I don't think so. Elsewhere. Video games will soon come to life on vacation. Did you play a game from Atari? Have you played Atari today? Atari plans to open its own themed hotels in eight cities, each with the latest virtual and augmented reality technology. Some will also include space for esports events. Local visitors won't even need a reservation to play. The classic video game brand plans to break ground in Phoenix first by summer. Other locations will be in Austin, Texas, Chicago, Denver, Las Vegas, San Francisco, San Jose, and Seattle. 
I can't believe Orlando's not on this list. I know. We'd, We'd be a natural. We get every ridiculous thing. Why, <laughs> why can't we have an Atari hotel? Well, they're going to have a Super Nintendo world. Yeah. And oh. the new Epic Universe. They are. So yeah. maybe they're like, oh, we can't compete with that. That's uh, the new Universal theme park yeah. they're going to build mm-hmm. down there. Do you think this whole Atari hotel thing's going to be hot? <laughs> why not? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. If it is, we'll have one before you know it. I don't know either. <laughs> a Florida man. Yes, a Florida man. No. Oh, no, this never ends well. A Florida man is burning a hole in his wallet after pumping gas into the wrong part of his boat. Orange County Fire and Rescue says the man was filling up the vessel in Orlando this week when he accidentally put the nozzle into a fishing pole holder. He pumped 30 gallons of fuel into the cockpit of the 18-foot boat. <laughs> oh, jeez. After putting $60 worth of gasoline into the wrong place, the man pumped another 40 bucks into the actual gas tank. A hazmat team was called in to siphon the gas, and nobody was hurt. <laughs> Scary stuff. Yeah. yeah. How many? T- I wish I had a nickel for every time I've mixed up the fishing pole holder and the gas <laughs> You've tank. You've never done that. Quit lying. I've never had a boat. And finally, if you think the presidential campaign is uh, contentious, get a load of this story. Sammy the dog wants to take Lincoln the goat's job in Fairhaven, Vermont. Lincoln the goat is the current mayor of Fairhaven, but Sammy is looking to wag and kiss her way into office. Sammy currently serves as a police canine officer. Officials are hoping a fundraiser helps fund a new playground, and the mayor's job is part of that effort. Lincoln the goat became mayor last year by just three votes. I remember that was a cliffhanger. Yeah. We, we, I think we had, like, wall-to-wall coverage went far into the night, as I recall, Yaffe. Am I remembering that? <laughs> we always cover the latest election <laughs> yeah. news on WFLA. Yeah. Down to the wire. We're waiting for the polling on Lincoln the Goat and Sammy the Dog. We'll let you know. Thank you. You can find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. All right, Alan, thank you so much. Here in our final 20 minutes on this Wednesday morning, if you're not fully up to date on all things related to the impeachment trial ongoing, we've been talking about it earlier in the show. We're going to turn it over to one of our fine News Radio WFLA national correspondents, Michael Bauer, to sum it all up in a matter of minutes. And it happens right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here. In two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Here's a reminder if you're going to be out and about in less than half an hour from now, uh, look to the east. You may see the launch uh, of a Falcon 9 rocket. SpaceX is going to try again this morning to launch that Falcon 9 rocket carrying 60 Starlink Internet satellites from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. A five-minute launch window opens at 9.06. It is now 8.43. Uh, Monday's attempt, as you'll recall, was scrubbed because of upper-level winds. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Yesterday, the Republicans uh, wrapped up their defense of President Trump in the Senate impeachment trial. Um, questions come today from the senators. There's a lot going on. The issue of witnesses 
is still hanging in the balance. Let's get a summary of it all for you now as we bring in News Radio WFLA Orlando National Correspondent Michael Bauer. Michael, wherever you want to begin, take it away, my friend. Well, Budman, what we're hearing from Mitch McConnell uh, this morning is that right now he does not have Republican votes enough to block the move to get witnesses down the road here. We know that we had the president's defense wrap up yesterday much earlier than expected. They feel that they've got a great case that they've made and that they are just turning this over now to a question and answer session from senators who have been paying attention, not playing with their fidget spinner, taking notes, and are going to turn those over to the chief justice in writing in order to, on some level, uh, keep away from the political grandstanding we've seen in the past with these hearings. So you've got written questions, the Chief Justice will read them out, and then you'll get an answer from either President Trump's defense team or uh, from the House members, managers, depending on who they're asking the question of. Uh, But that will lead to Friday what is expected to be this vote, the up or down vote, in which senators make a determination on if they are interested in getting more information. That's the way Mitch McConnell set this whole thing up. And if they are interested in getting more information, then you are going to see this vote going forward to look at witnesses and the possibility of subpoenaing documents. If they weren't interested, then you could move right to the acquittal vote for President Trump. What Mitch McConnell is saying is he does not have enough Republican votes to stop that from happening. So it would look like we're moving forward and fast-forwarding to Friday and a discussion in great detail about witnesses. Yeah, this is uh, absolutely fascinating, and, and, it, and it is important, but nobody is suggesting that the acquittal of the president uh, is anything other than inevitable here. I'm not aware of any votes among the Republicans peeling away, and I'm even hearing some rumblings that a few Democrats may vote not to acquit, feeling that whatever the president has done is not impeachable. Yeah, there are uh, some people like Doug Jones. There was a rumor that Dianne Feinstein was one of those people who may be uh, questioning whether or not uh, that there was enough of a case from the Democrats to move forward or whether she would acquit President Trump. She says that that article was written through the L.A. Times. I misquoted her, but... At this point, there's at least, I think there's three that I had seen, uh, Democrats that might be interested in, in, in voting to acquit President Trump. So the numbers are certainly there in, in the fact that people will may, maybe walk away from voting alongside Democrats for the sake of party values. But, but that said, I think we're probably, you're, you're right on pace. I don't think we're going to see anybody not acquit the President Trump. But what might happen, and this is what Democrats are hoping for, is if you bring in somebody like John Bolton to testify, maybe he says something that changes the mind of some of these other senators, and you get to a two-thirds vote on the majority side to be able to uh, to impeach President Trump. Unlikely at this point, but that's kind of what their last-ditch effort is here. Yeah, uh, you mentioned John Bolton, who was the former national security advisor for President Trump, and they parted on bad terms. The president, mm-hmm. and I've shared these tweets on the air this morning, is ripping Bolton here. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, the New York Times is reporting, so this is secondhand that Bolton uh, says in his brand-new book that he's, uh, he's going to be bringing out that, um, uh, that the president said, yeah, this, this was a quid pro quo. We're not giving Ukraine the aid uh, unless they investigate these Democrats, the Bidens principally. What, what can you tell yeah. us about the Bolton factor in all of this? 
Well, I think that that's where you're starting to see some of those those senators question whether or not they should bring him in for to get some answers. They, they some of them people like Mitt Romney may have been trusted in in Bolton for a period of time when he was an ambassador and what he's done for the government. So they say, well, we want to hear what he has to say. Uh, and I think at this point, we know of at least three, including Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski, that seem to be on board with bringing Bolton in to testify. It would you would need at least one more in order to to vote alongside Democrats to force that witness on the floor. So there's probably at least one more out there. If you ask Chuck Schumer, the Senate minority leader, he says there's somewhere between 10 and 12 of those Senate votes from Republicans that are in line with what Democrats want to do. So someplace in between there is where the truth is. Yep. I think you're going to see over the next two days Mitch McConnell apply pressure uh, to those Republicans, and you're going to see maybe some of those Republicans get the answers they're looking for based upon the question and answer session. It'll leave Friday open to a very uh, wide amount of drama as it starts to move forward as it pertains to witnesses. Great job as always. News Radio WFLA Orlando National Correspondent Michael Bauer. Catch you next time. Thank you so much. Have a great morning, bud, man. You bet. In a moment, we're going to wrap things up. Special announcement from iHeartRadio that you'll be excited about, I am sure. And uh, a few things that um, we need to kick around, and uh, we'd like you to hear what we have to say. So the only way you can do that is to stay right where you are. For an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. President Trump is calling uh, to give Israel sovereignty over much of the Jordan Valley in the Middle East peace plan that he unveiled yesterday. The president and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu made a joint announcement of the plan at the White House that offers Palestinians economic rewards of $50 billion and a path toward having their own state. The president called it the most detailed peace plan ever proposed. Most experts say it is unlikely the Palestinians will embrace it. And the head of the Palestinian... um, the Palestinians is, is already rejecting it. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Really what makes all of this, I think, unsolvable in the Middle East is that the Palestinians and organizations like um, Hezbollah and Hamas, they do not want peace. Their mission is the destruction of of Israel. And there's never going to be a peace plan that they're going to buy into. I I just don't see it. I admire Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, for taking the lead on this. He's Jewish himself. Uh, The whole Trump team, the president has said this is the ultimate deal. Um, You know, I'm going to work hard to do it, and he's trying to keep the promise. But I think fundamentally the other side doesn't want peace. No, it's not going to happen. I mean, I'm sorry. As I said yesterday, I think it's a worthy goal, certainly, for President Trump to uh, strive for peace in the Middle East. But these factions have been going at it for decades and centuries. And their bottom line is Israel should not exist, and we're committing to having them not exist. Yeah. How do you have peace in a scenario like that? Yeah, you would have to change the culture in the Palestinian area somehow. I don't see how you do that. I just don't see how it's possible, at least not in the near term. Let's go back to impeachment yesterday. Here's one of the president's top lawyers, Jay Sekulow, whom I really admire. Great Christian attorney, um, converted from Judaism, and uh, which is interesting. Making the case against the impeachment conviction and removal of President Trump. You cannot impeach a president on an unsourced allegation. Responding to an unpublished manuscript that may be 
some reporters have an idea of maybe what it says. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what the evidence, if you want to call that evidence, I don't know what you'd call that. I'd call it inadmissible, but that's what it is. There is no violation of law. There's no violation of the Constitution. There is a disagreement on policy decisions. So the next president, or the one after that, he or she will be held to that same standard. Good work by uh, Jay Sekulow and the rest of Trump's team there. Uh, earlier, we asked you, if you were a senator, what questions would you ask? Because today, the senators get to do that, filtered through Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, who will read those questions. Um, uh, the ones I came up with, and some of you came up with great ones, the whole team here had them, uh, was um, this I would say to all the Democrat House managers, Val Demings and the rest of the crew, isn't it time for you to admit publicly this impeachment has been all about your hatred for President Trump and your fear that he will be reelected? And also that American political leaders from Alexander Hamilton to Nancy Pelosi have said that impeaching and removing a president is so profound, so serious, that it must be bipartisan. This impeachment is totally partisan, House managers. Doesn't that prove that what you've attempted here is a total failure? Those are the questions I would ask. Yeah, good luck getting answers to those. Yeah, right. Yeah, we all had some good ones as well. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll see what questions come up today. This is fascinating, and I will be watching closely this whole witness thing. That's got to get solved. 16 hours today, bud? You're Not today. Okay. Eight today, eight tomorrow, I okay. think. And I don't think they'll cut this short because I think there'll be no shortage of questions from these senators Ooh. on both sides because they've been they've been you know they've been locked up and ha unable to talk and I'm, I'm sure that they're just bursting at the seams. Yaffe for the ride home on yes. WFLA. Folks need to keep it right here for your show. Well, we'll cover some of those questions that the senators asked today, and we'll see if President Trump throws anything else out on Twitter that we need to cover, and local breaking news as well. PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. President's going to be signing the USMCA trade deal with Mexico and Canada this morning, yep, so there is story. that to watch be for. backed up by the village people. <laughs> <laughs> for Alan Yaffe and Melissa, the oh, Budman here, thanks for being with us. Have a great day. God bless you, and God bless America.